from the era that brought you names like Chamberlain, Russell, and West. The Chamberlain, he's got it! Jerry West made it from the other side of the mid-court strike! To the glory days of Magic and Kareem. And Magic Johnson is out there celebrating! Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on the brink of an NBA all-time record. A time where last-second shots were expected. Here comes Kobe. From way outside. Got it! Oh, man! Gets it to LeBron. For three for the win! Yes! And rings were handed out like candy. Here's Jordan. Yes. It's Duncan Dynasty with your host, Garrett Bougay, and it starts right now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bougay, and uh, just wanted to do a uh, a brief little message before uh, we get into uh, the this week's episode. I just wanted to uh, talk about the the uh, the future of this podcast over the next several weeks and even months, uh, given the you know craziness that is the uh, the coronavirus that has delayed the uh, the NBA season, and uh, of course it has put uh, most people into quarantine at this point, so a lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, in their homes uh, for the foreseeable future, and there's not going to be any sports to watch. Uh, So that's going to be a little bit weird in terms of, uh, you know, bringing on guests. There's not really uh, any uh, anything to talk about as far as this current NBA season, really. So I'm going to be kind of going more into my strategy that I use when it's the offseason and, and do some more content that uh, is, is a little more timeless, do some, some classic series. I'm actually working, uh, working on one of those right now with a, uh, a regular on the program. We'll be bringing that to you within the next couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll be doing some more classic, uh, classic series if I can get anyone else to, to commit to doing so with me. And, uh, you know, I'll be maybe doing some episodes talking about uh, the NBA in general, uh, you know, some some changes, uh, rule changes or, or things that the league can do to maybe improve, uh, you know, fan excitement and engagement. I, uh, I actually just uh, had a, uh, a, a tweet uh, this week where I discussed my thoughts on a... Um, on an NBA midseason tournament and uh, some of the ideas and, and how that could potentially work and the scheduling behind that and, and the broadcast right. So you can check that out on my uh, on my Twitter profile at Garrett Bouguet. Uh, you know, some, some other content, uh, if you're interested, that I've been enjoying recently is I've been watching some of the videos of the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference from uh, just a couple of weeks ago in Boston. There's some really fun, interesting panels uh, but uh, yeah, if you just go to YouTube and 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 type in SSAC20, that uh, that should pull up a lot of those videos. A lot of interesting stuff on there with a lot of uh, really intelligent people. Uh, so so that's something. Um, but yeah, I I wanted to also you know, given again, a lot of us are are isolated. A lot of us are in our homes. A lot of us uh, may be bored. Don't really know what to do without sports. Uh, I am partially in that camp. You know, sports is a is obviously a huge part of my life, and uh, not having it is uh, is an adjustment for sure. Fortunately, I uh, I am I do have uh, interests outside of, of basketball and sports in general, so so I'm going to be okay. But uh, I did want to to help some of you out if you are struggling out there. Um, I uh, of course watch. I watch a lot of movies and I watch a lot of television, so uh, I have some some recommendations I would like to pass your way if you're if you're uh, you know aching for some entertainment. I've got uh, a lot of recommendations. I've got 25 movie recommendations on Netflix as well as uh, 10 TV show recommendations on uh, on Netflix, and then I've also got 10 recommendations, a combination of of, of TV shows and films on Amazon. So uh, hopefully all of you listening have one of those two and uh, maybe we'll, we'll find some of these recommendations enjoyable. Uh, but uh, I'll get started on, on Netflix 
And uh, the first movie I'll mention is a movie called Snowpiercer. It stars Chris Evans, of course, who uh, starred as uh, Captain America in, uh, in a lot of those Marvel movies. But Snowpiercer is actually directed by Bong Joon-ho, who directed the Academy Award-winning film from this year, Parasite. So uh, Snowpiercer was a film that he made in 2013. It's a, it's a, it's a sci-fi film. Uh, about a guy on a train and an infection spread, so uh, kind of relevant as well to uh, uh, to what we're going through here. But it is a, a really terrific movie. I, uh, I definitely recommend that, especially if you enjoyed Parasite. Uh, the, the next one I have is a movie called Burning, and this this movie came out in in 2018. This uh, this is honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's a it's it's really kind of a it's a mystery. It uh, it stars or at least uh, one of the stars is Stephen Yun of The Walking Dead. Uh, but but this movie is absolutely absolutely fascinating. It's uh, it'll I think it'll keep you on the edge of your seat, kind of wondering what's happening. Uh, it's. Uh, it's it's kind of a it's it's very much a thinker, and I don't want to really get into too many of the details, uh, otherwise I might spoil something. But uh, yeah, Burning, an excellent excellent film. It's a movie that uh, as soon as I watched it, it's one of those where as soon as I finished watching it, I immediately wanted to to start it back over again and watch it again uh, to see all of the little details that I may have missed. Uh, it is it is really great. Uh, the next one is a uh, you know a, a movie by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, he's got several movies on uh, on the Netflix service, including one of my favorites of his, *Inglorious Bastards*. But given I think most people have seen that one, uh, the rec- recommendation I'm actually having is one that uh, wasn't quite uh, didn't quite do as well at the box office, and that is *The Hateful Eight. Uh, the, *The Hateful Eight uh, stars. Kurt Russell and, and Samuel L. Jackson and, and, and Walton Goggins. It is uh, it's another one. It's a little bit of a mystery. It's it's kind of uh, it, it's reminiscent of John Carpenter's The Thing in a lot of ways. But uh, you know, I don't necessarily think it's one of Quentin Tarantino's best. But uh, given that I am a big fan of him in general. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. And on Netflix, it's actually the, there's an extended version that actually puts the movie, it kind of labels it as a TV show in parts. Uh, but uh, that, that's kind of an interesting experience as well. So, it, you know, if, you're, uh, if you've only got 45 minutes to an hour to watch something, you could even just watch part one of that movie and then come back at a, at a later date and watch the later parts. But, uh, yeah, The Hateful Eight, certainly a, a really fun one. Uh, a couple of uh, animated movies that I thought I would mention that, uh, you know, were a little bit... More on the, uh, you know, the the fun side, the heartwarming side at times. Uh, one is uh, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. And I know that sounds uh, kind of crazy, but this movie and, and all of the Shaun the Sheep projects are, are really well done. This one actually kind of comes off as a uh, a bit of a silent movie. There's not a lot of dialogue. It's, uh, you know, very... Um, Heavily visual, you know, visual storytelling, and uh, it's really fun. And again, it uh, it might pull at the heartstrings a little bit. Uh, it's a it's a recent movie as well. Came out last year, so a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, is my next recommendation. One, the other animated movie I wanted to bring up is uh, you know was my number one movie of 2018, and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, you know, you, you need to get on it. Uh, it's uh, it is one of my favorite movies of the entire last decade. Uh, even if you're not into animated films, I urge you to give this one in particular a shot. Uh, it's it's funny. It's visual. It's spectacular in terms of its visuals. It uh, you know it's action packed and it has a heart. It it is it is really the total package. Uh, to me, a, a perfect film. Ten out of ten. Just good in, in every respect. So Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my next recommendation on Netflix. After that, I've got a couple of uh, I've got a couple of documentaries that I would recommend. Uh, again, if you're if you're into those sorts of things, into real stories, uh, Searching for Sugar Man is a movie I saw, you know, a few years ago, and uh, 
you know, I, I remember just being blown away by the uh, the story. It's one of those that uh, it's almost uh, too amazing to believe. But uh, that is, uh, you know, it, it involves, um, you know, uh, a musician that these uh, these two guys kind of look at as as their hero. They idolize this guy and they go and search for him. And uh, the search is a little bit more difficult than they would have expected. Uh, so Searching for Sugar Man, an, a really great doc that is available on Netflix right now. Another documentary that, uh, again, made it, uh, you know, I did my, on my movie blog, I, I did my top movies of the decade. This documentary, I believe, made my top 50 of the decade, and that is Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Uh, this movie, uh, as you probably guessed, is about sushi, and it... Uh, <laughs> It involves this uh, um, this man who who takes sushi more seriously than anyone takes uh, any subject, uh, and the the lengths that they go to to make sure that their sushi is you know the of the utmost highest quality is you know frankly unbelievable, and uh, you know some of the lengths that they go to. Um, perfect things and and the training process for some of the chefs to even be a part of of the main character's restaurant uh it's it's quite extensive and it is a really fascinating documentary especially if you're if you're a foodie if you're interested in 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 food related uh, films jiro dreams of sushi is a really good one a couple of uh, movies from the uh, the 2000s that I that I think are, are really solid on there. One is The Master, which is a Paul Thomas Anderson flick starring Joaquin Phoenix and the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Joaquin Phoenix is a is a soldier returning from war and he actually uh, joins a cult led by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, if you're interested in just, you know, viewing acting at its apex, you know, seeing a couple of terrific actors go at it and give legendary performances. This movie is for you. Obviously, Paul Thomas Anderson films aren't as plot-heavy as others, so, uh, you know, they're, they're much more character-driven and atmospheric, but uh, The Master is, is a master, <laughs> you know, uh, no pun intended, a master class in acting. So uh, The Master on Netflix, an excellent one. Another one from the 2000s, a, a David Fincher-made uh, film called Zodiac. Uh, it's a uh, another another mystery. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal, and he uh, he goes and tries to find the the real life Zodiac killer, uh, serial killer, I believe, in the 70s. And uh, the the movie is in large part focused in on the investigation and and uh, one guy's really uh, his obsession of trying to find out who uh, committed those heinous crimes but uh, Zodiac by David Fincher an excellent film the the next recommendation i have is uh is the end of the tour and this movie is uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg and Jason Segel and uh it's uh, it's about the real life person Jason Siegel plays the the uh, David Foster Wallace who uh, wrote the famous book Infinite Jest, and uh, in this uh, in this movie Jesse Eisenberg plays a reporter that goes and visits David Foster Wallace a few uh, you know um, a few years before he passes away, and. The movie is about uh, those two connecting and also kind of getting into the the mindset of of this uh, really terrific author who was dealing with with some depression um, and you know it, it does get heavy at times and dark at others but uh, I think in general it's it's um, it ends on a, a hopeful note and and I definitely would recommend it again a movie that I don't think a lot of people know about or a lot of people saw but uh, definitely is something that uh, that uh, really moved me, uh, the end of the tour. Uh, so the next one I, uh, I will recommend is a movie called Her, and this is another one starring Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, this is a, um, I guess, a, a bit of a, a, a sci-fi premise. It's based in the future when artificial intelligence has gotten to the point where 
uh, you can actually take uh, you can buy a uh, a device that uh, allows you to communicate with an AI, and the AI is voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Uh, the the movie is uh, is really is really profound in its depiction of you know what is what makes a relationship is it the physical is it the emotional is it the spiritual and uh, the the movie dives into all those interesting topics and uh, yeah it's it's again another terrific performance from Joaquin Phoenix uh, so her is another one that uh, I would definitely recommend. More on the uh, the heartwarming side, uh, I'll See You in My Dreams is a film that uh, really, uh, you know, again, not the greatest of films, but to me was one that uh, really moved me and, and was one that it is one that I have rewatched on, on numerous occasions. But uh, it's um, it stars Blythe Danner as uh, an older woman who... Uh, is is a widower and she uh, you know is lonely at times although she has her her group of friends that she she hangs out with on occasion and plays cards with uh, but uh, she actually um, becomes uh, very close friends with with a younger male who uh, is uh, actually her pool cleaner uh, believe it or not and uh it's a it's it's a really interesting movie. It's you know even though the the two people I, I would describe it in in some ways to if you've seen the movie Lost in Translation and the dynamic between Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson where you've got two people at very different stages of their life but they they both are 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 going through some similar emotions some similar things they're both lonely at times uh, and you know they develop a a, a close friendship uh, again despite uh, despite the age difference. So I'll see you in my dreams, another one that, uh, that I, I definitely recommend, especially if you want something a little more on the, uh, the heartwarming side of things. Uh, the, the next recommendation I have is, uh, is another Academy Award-winning film, and that is Moonlight. This one won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2016. It's, uh, it is about a, a boy that uh, is gay and also has a mother that uh, happens to be a drug user. So obviously due to, um, you know, bullying during his, uh, his formative years and also the, the rough life at home, it takes place over three parts. When he's about eight years old is part one. Part two is around, you know, high school age. And then part three is when he's... Uh, you know, more established into his adult life. Uh, but uh, Moonlight, certainly an, an excellent, excellent film. Another one that was uh, in my top ten of my all-decade rankings. The next flick is another movie from the 2000s, a, a second Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I mentioned The Master earlier, uh, but he's got another one on here on Netflix called There Will Be Blood. It's, uh, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is arguably known as the greatest actor of all time. And uh, in There Will Be Blood, it, it might be his finest performance. Uh, it, uh, it is sensational. He plays uh, an, an oil miner who uh, you know, has a very dark view of humanity and uh, of himself. And uh, the movie uh, also uh, has... Paul Dano, who plays a priest that is kind of always irking Daniel Day-Lewis's character, uh, and and their dynamic back and forth is is very fascinating. That movie, uh, very dark at times, but uh, really, really one of the best movies of, of this century, as we're, we're 20 years into the century. The next one is a movie by Martin Scorsese, and uh, this is more of uh, a children's movie, but I think adults can find enjoyment in this as well. It's called Hugo, and uh, this is about a kid who lives in um, this this train station, basically, and uh, he has operated the clock, the, the, the giant clock in this train station ever since his father passed away. His father was uh, the one that uh, was actually hired to do the job, and the kid has just uh, gone on and continued to do his father's works. 
his father's work unknowingly to towards uh, the, the security at this train station. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen plays the uh, the train station security guy who uh, is always out to uh, try to catch any kids who are unaccompanied. So this kid who operates the clock is uh, has got to sneak around this train station. He also develops a, a friendship with. Uh, a young actress at the time, but now she's grown up, Chloe Grace Moritz. And uh, Hugo is is a really terrific movie. It uh, you know is not only good for kids, but good for adults. And and uh, it it touches on a, a filmmaker that uh, um, was very famous and and was kind of a pioneer in the film industry. So Hugo, another movie that I definitely recommend. Martin Scorsese, of course, one of the the best. Uh, directors that have ever, that has ever lived and, and another one of uh, Scorsese's films that came out last year that was my number one on my 2019 list is The Irishman. I know some of you might be uh, intimidated by the length at about three and a half hours but uh, The Irishman is an absolutely superb film. Um, you know it it dives into topics of you know what happens uh, over the course of, of your life and and how you sort of decide whether or not to move on or, or continue the lifestyle that you've you've known for uh, for your entire existence, and uh, it, it features you know legendary actors in Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, and uh, as I mentioned, one of the greatest filmmakers ever. So The Irishman, despite its length, is uh, is worth worth the time. Uh, another couple of Netflix originals from 2019 I figured I would mention um, is uh, Marriage Story. This is a Noah Baumbach film. His his films are very character-centric and uh, dialogue-heavy, but uh, the performances from Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are exceptional. The movie is, uh, is really great. It's my favorite Baumbach film to date. And uh, that's another one that made my top ten in uh, in 2019. Netflix had a really good year for for original films. Another one that made my top ten uh, was uh, Dolomite Is My Name. This is another one. This is one that uh, this is just a fun movie. If you're looking for a, a good time uh, for for the whole family, uh, or maybe not the whole family. This is uh, I believe it's a R-rated movie, but a good time with the significant other at least. Uh, Dolomite Is My Name is a great one. Eddie Murphy stars and and to me gives his best performance of his career. So yeah, Dolomite is my name. Another one that that is that is really terrific, really fun movie. It's about the it's a true story based on uh, a real a real man, a real exceptional man named Rudy Ray Moore, who uh, really is the the godfather of rap and also created uh, some cult classic black exploitation flicks. Uh, so uh, a guy that uh, really cross genres and uh, was successful in in multiple ways and was quite the influence on uh, on the black community so uh dolomite is my name excellent excellent film the next one i have is uh, a movie called ex machina and this is uh, if you're into sci-fi films another one that uh, kind of goes into artificial intelligence i mentioned her uh, earlier and uh, Ex Machina also deals with some of those similar subjects. It's got Oscar Isaac uh, as uh, as a man who who basically creates an AI, and uh, he has a te- he has a uh, um, programmer at his company come and visit him and uh, basically take the Turing test, where you meet the AI and uh, see if there's uh, you know any way you can make the distinction between whether this AI is a person or, you know, not. So, the Ex Machina, an excellent film. The next recommendation I have, another movie that uh, I don't think a lot of people saw. This is a British film, I, Daniel Blake. Uh, it's about a, an elderly man who is uh, really, you know, really not techno- technologically savvy, uh, he uh, he's very good with his hands. He can build uh, he can build you a house, but he doesn't know how to uh, get on the internet essentially. And uh, this man, for uh, for various health reasons, has to uh, quit his job and he has to deal with the unemployment uh, in in Britain. And the movie goes to show all of the issues with unemployment 
and uh, the problems and the frustrations that it causes. But to I, Daniel Blake, certainly a, a great film. The next one on my list, I've got just uh, about uh, four more left for my 25 Netflix film recommendations. The next one is Don't Think Twice. And this, uh, this stars Gillian Jacobs. And uh, it's about essentially a, um, an improv group that is, you know, a, a level below the likes of a Saturday Night Live. You know, the creators of Saturday Night Live will go and watch this group to determine, you know, who are the next stars and the people that they're going to hire and bring on to SNL. But uh, it's it's really it's a really fascinating movie, uh, you know, about people that are, you know, devote their lives to something they love and, and are trying to make it in in the in, you know, the uh, the comedy industry and uh, how sometimes that can that can pan out and sometimes it won't. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really interesting one. It's funny at times. It also can get sad at moments. But uh, yeah, really, really uh Really good film, and uh, Keegan-Michael Key also uh, a, uh, a star in that film. The next one I'm going to recommend is a movie called Good Time. This is a movie by the uh, the directors, the Safdie Brothers, and uh, this stars Robert Pattinson. And uh, this movie is just uh, a dr- an adrenaline rush of a film. Uh, Robert Pattinson and his brother break the law. They get sent to prison or at least the the um, Robert Pattinson's brother gets sent to prison, and so Robert Pattinson decides, "Hey, I'm going to break out my brother from from prison," and uh, they uh, they end up having a wild night, and uh, it uh, it takes a lot of twists and turns, and it's all frantic, it's all hectic, it's all crazy, but it's always uh, edge of your seat stuff. So good time is. Uh, uh, my third to last recommendation, right? Yeah, my third to last recommendation, and uh, my my twenty fourth pick for uh, for Netflix films is Creep. A uh, Creep. Uh, if you're into this, is if you're into horror films. Um, this is uh, it stars Mark Duplass, and uh, he invites a cameraman out essentially for a weekend trip where the cameraman will fill film his uh, final days and and some of his final wishes as he uh, he claims he has a life-threatening illness and he doesn't have long to live so uh yeah that movie is uh, is really again creepy the movie is called creep uh, definitely recommend if you enjoy uh if you enjoy a, a good horror film and the final movie out of my uh, 25 netflix film recommendations is morris from America, and this is a movie about a uh, a kid and his father who uh, moved to Germany uh, for uh, you know the father's work, and it's a lot about uh, you know it's a coming of age story. It's about this kid having to adapt to a new country, a new language, uh, and uh, you know all doing all of this while he's beginning to become interested in girls and. Figure out, figuring out, uh, you know, his own identity and, and what he likes and, and what are his passions. So Morris from America, another one that uh, uh, is, uh, is, is pretty heartwarming and, and fun. And uh, yeah, so, so that's it for my film recommendations for Netflix. Now I've got 10 TV shows I'm going to recommend for you. The first is Queer Eye. Queer Eye is a... Uh, a wonderfully heartwarming show. It's uh, it's based on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which aired, I believe, on MTV. And, uh, they've basically rebooted that show. It's uh, it's it's five gay men who, um, you know, basically go and do a a home makeover, and a, it's like a people makeover essentially, where they go and. Um, You've got Jonathan Van Ness, who's uh, who fixes the the person's hair. You've got uh, you know you've got a Bobby who uh, who does design. You've got Anthony who does uh, helps the person develop uh, any sort of like cooking habits. You know if they uh, if they only um, you know make frozen pizzas and eat cereal, he tries to help them figure out easy ways, easy little meals that they could cook 
to, to not only, uh, you know, make themselves healthier, but to maybe impress some other people as well. Uh, and then you've got uh, Karamo, who is kind of the, the, the culture expert. He tries to get them, you know, out of their comfort zone a lot of times. And then you've also got Tan France, who uh, is the, uh, uh, you know, focuses on the attire and uh, fashion. So uh, Queer Eye, certainly a fun one. Uh, there's plenty of episodes on there. Uh, and again, a, a, a really good one if you're, if you're just looking for something that, uh, to make you feel good. Queer Eye is a, is a great option for that. Another uh, show on Netflix uh, that uh, is a real fun one is, uh, is called GLOW, and it actually is a show based in the 80s. And uh, the acronym GLOW stands for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and it stars Allison Brie and Betty Gilpin. They play uh, actresses that uh, end up working on a, a female wrestling show, and Mark Marin. Uh, is is also in the show and he plays the director. Mark Marin is absolutely fabulous in this. The whole cast is great, but uh, it is really one of those um, ensemble shows where you get a lot of character development. You've got a a uh, a large cast that all get their moments, and uh, it's a it's a really good one. The next recommendation is the end of the effing world. And uh, this one, uh, season two came out in 2019. It was one of my uh, my top ten shows of 2019. It was it's really good. It's about a couple of of teenagers who uh, both struggle to connect with other people. They both um, you know maybe uh, suffer from a lack of emotions, and they they both call themselves psychopaths at uh, different moments. And uh, it's about them coming to grips with, uh, you know, their differences from other people and also, uh, you know, their connection to each other helps, uh, helps them get to know, get to know themselves better. Uh, so the end of the effing world, uh, certainly a, a really good one. The next one, this one, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident most people would have watched this by now. It's really uh, one of the, the key licenses on the Netflix platform. But Stranger Things, if you haven't watched this yet, it's, uh, it's really great. It's a, it's, a, it's a mix of sci-fi action and, of course, uh, 80s themes. But yeah, Stranger Things, if you haven't gotten on that, uh, I would advise that you do. Uh, I believe they announced Season 4 is coming out sometime within the next uh, year or so. So uh, Stranger Things... Certainly a, a, a good, a quality program. The next one, if you're looking for more trashy TV, but trashy TV done well, uh, I would recommend You. Uh, it, uh, it, it follows a, a guy who um, definitely isn't the greatest person in the world, uh, but uh, you know the, the actor that portrays the main character is so charming that at times you, you still are rooting for this guy despite him. Uh, his actions being, uh, you know, pretty appalling at moments. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it follows him, and uh, he, he ends up obsessed with, uh, with a particular woman in each season. And uh, he gets obsessed with these women and, and follows them around and, and uh, basically stalks them. And, yeah, you, just Y-O-U, is a, a solid, just fun... Uh, a fun show that uh, that you can turn on, even have on the background if you want. I think it's uh, it's it's just kind of good pulpy television. The next one is uh, is one of my favorite shows of last year. It was in my top three, and that is Unbelievable, starring uh, Tony Collette, um, Caitlin Deaver, and uh, this is about uh, several things. It's it's a detective mystery. But then it also, uh, the first couple of episodes are an examination of the, um, you know, each episode has a separate rape case, and the episodes kind of show you how the police can get that all wrong versus how the police can do everything right. Uh, so, yeah, those first two episodes are almost its own thing, and they're really good in its own right. And then the rest of the, the season... Is, uh, is kind of a detective mystery, and it's uh, every aspect of that show is incredibly well done. It's incredibly well performed as well. Uh, I, I will watch Tony Collette do anything. I'll watch her brush her teeth. That's how much I uh, enjoy watching her. Uh, 
and so uh, yeah, unbelievable on Netflix. Uh, really, really solid show. The next one is uh, this one's a little bit more on the heavier side, and I believe it's just a, a four-part series. It's a limited series by Ava DuVernay, but it's called When They See Us, and it's uh, it's it's based on the the real life events of the Central Park Five and how they were wrongfully convicted and uh, sent to prison for over a decade. And, uh, yeah, this show kind of goes into detail about how the cops uh, kind of bungled the case and then uh, all of the repercussions that uh, that happened afterwards. Uh, So When They See Us, another terrific show. And, again, it's only, uh, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, it's only four parts. So uh, it's something you could watch in the matter of a day. And uh, it it is something that I think once you start, it's going to be hard to stop. The uh, the next show um, is a is a show that's been that's been over for uh, close to five years now, but uh, one of my all time favorites. It's not a, a Netflix original or anything, but uh, it's a show that originally aired on Sundance, and that is Rectify. Rectify. There's four seasons on there, but I believe seasons three and four are both uh, under ten episodes each. So uh, not a ton of episodes, even though the four seasons may seem uh, a bit overwhelming. But it's about a, a man named Daniel Holden who uh, spent 20 years behind bars, and there's a question mark as to whether he uh, was actually guilty of the crime, and there's actually evidence that uh, eventually gets him off of death row. And again, after spending 20 years on death row, he finally gets released due to this, uh, this evidence, and yet the town still doesn't necessarily believe that he's innocent. And uh, the show also goes into the the um, the challenges that uh, the prisoners face after you know, especially death row inmates who are in isolation constantly. The challenges of of reintegrating into society. Uh, so rectify an, an excellent program, and uh, yeah, one of one of my favorite shows of all time. The final uh, TV show on Netflix that I'll recommend is Master of None. This is a, a show starring uh, Aziz Ansari, and uh, he's also uh, he also writes for uh, a lot of the uh, the episodes. But it's it's just a fun show. It uh, it it uh, dives into New York City and uh, also um, you know dating in your twenties and thirties even. Uh, and uh, yeah, the the show is is really excellent. It has some of the best. Um, you know, there there are sort of bottle episodes, individual episodes in both seasons one and two that are kind of um, thirty minute rom coms in you know in one episode, and they're both terrific. And the show is as a whole is 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 at times funny, it's at times enlightening, uh, but it's always really interesting and, and and good. So, Master of None is my final Netflix TV show recommendation. So. Uh, if you haven't uh, already fallen asleep due to all of these recommendations, uh, I, I've got just a few more, ten more, and this is going to be Amazon Prime recommendations. So in the event that uh, uh, the, the first 35 minutes or so of these recommendations, you, you don't have Netflix, so this is all gone in in one year, one year and out the other, uh, I've got some, some recommendations on Amazon. And uh, the first one is Patriot. This is a show that if you ever if you've ever seen the movie In Bruges starring Colin Farrell, uh, it's uh, that movie is very much a dark comedy, uh, a hitman that ha- is forced to stay in a city for I believe thirty days without before he can actually uh, finalize his uh, assignment, and so he uh, he's bored and having to to figure things out. The this show Patriot is also about a hitman. It's also a dark comedy. And uh, it is a really, really fun show, captivating show on a lot of levels. It's funny, it's, uh, it's action-packed, and uh, at times it's very serious and uh, dramatic. So Patriot on Amazon, certainly a good one. Fleabag, another show that, uh, that won a lot of awards, so uh, maybe, maybe a lot of you listening have already seen this. But uh, Season 2 just came out in 2019, and uh, I caught up on both seasons last year. And this show is an absolute riot. It is uh, one of the funniest shows on television. And uh, it also, uh, you know, um, 
does something that a few shows do, which is uh, breaks the fourth wall. So a lot of times the main character will talk directly to you as the audience. And uh, at first you're, you're wondering, well, is this going to work? But no, it, it works really well, and, and they use it in, uh, in ingenious ways. But uh, Fleabag on Amazon, an excellent, excellent show. Another one, uh, another show on, on Amazon Prime is Transparent. Uh, the, the season five was actually a musical finale, um, and uh, that honestly was the weakest part of the show in my mind. The first four seasons leading up to that uh, movie conclusion are are all excellent. Uh, it deals with uh, a a man who uh, you know has three children, and he uh, finally, after seventy plus years of life, comes to the realization that. Uh, that uh, he is a woman, she is a woman, and uh, she uh, makes this announcement to her kids, and obviously there's uh, some shock at first, and and the show delves into the issues that that trans people have to go through in terms of the transitioning process, and also, you know, uh, the community reaction to it, and their own family's reaction to it, and uh, it does a good job of of showing it from all angles, and and showing the, the kids, and and, uh, you know, the, the struggles that they're going through as well. So transparent and an excellent show. Uh, the, the next recommendation is uh, One Mississippi. And this is uh, a show made by Tig Notaro. And uh, it's based on her own life in a lot of ways. And uh, she's had a, a fascinating life at that. Uh, she's, uh, she's a cancer survivor. And uh, she is from Mississippi, and yet she's, you know, a very liberal gay woman. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that area of, uh, of the United States isn't exactly the most progressive in the world. So there's, uh, there's a lot of, of humor and, uh, and also heart uh, in this show. One Mississippi, there's two seasons of that on Amazon Prime. That's, uh, that's a definite recommend for me. I love Tig Notaro. She is, she is great, and it's, a, it's an excellent show. Uh, the, the next uh, television show on Amazon I'll recommend is a, a show called Undone, and uh, this is a show by the creators of BoJack Horseman, and uh, BoJack is another thing I would recommend on Netflix if it wasn't uh, so long, but it is a, uh, you know, I tried to keep it down to shows that maybe had 30 or fewer episodes so that it didn't seem as overwhelming of a uh, of a project to get into it and, and watch it all. But uh, BoJack is great. And, and this show undone again by the creators of BoJack on Amazon is, is great. Uh, it's uh, the main character um, basically uh, is, uh, is seeing her dead father. And uh, you as the audience have to determine, Oh, um, you know, is this, uh, is this real what she's experiencing or is she basically a false narrator is what we're seeing just in her mind, and is she actually schizophrenic? And uh, the show is the most intriguing and, and maybe the only show that I've ever seen that actually deals with schizophrenia. So Undone, an excellent, excellent show. And uh, the animation is unusual, too. It's rotoscope animation. Uh, so uh, an unusual uh, experience in terms of the, the visuals as well with that. So Undone, definitely another one that I'll recommend. The final show on Amazon that, uh, that I'll mention here is a show called Forever. And uh, this show is by the creator, uh, by one of the creators of Master of None. Aziz Ansari isn't involved, but Alan Yang, who also worked on Master of None, uh, he uh, worked on this show Forever. It's... Uh, it's eight episodes, so it's and I believe the episodes are all thirty minutes. It's short and sweet. Uh, it's it's a really fun, intriguing premise. It's another show that uh, I feel like I can't really talk too much about, or else I'll uh, I'll risk spoiling things. But uh, the show starts with this couple who uh, you know maybe are going through the motions at this stage in their marriage, and and things are getting a little stale, a little boring. Uh, and, and things go from there. But it's a really fascinating show, really fun. Definitely recommend Forever on Amazon. And then uh, we've got four more recommendations. These are all movies on Amazon that I would recommend. I figured I'd give you 
combination of, of movies and TV shows on, on both Netflix and Amazon. So the movies on Amazon that I would recommend, The Big Sick. This is one of the best rom-coms maybe ever, I would say. And, uh, you know, features great performances, uh, great dialogue. It's it's funny. Uh, you know, the, uh, Ray Romano actually plays uh, the father of one of the main characters, and he is uh, he is absolutely terrific in his role, but it's it's funny, it's heartfelt, and uh, yeah, it's one of the best romantic uh, movies that uh, that have come out in some time. So a good movie again to watch with the uh, with the significant other. Uh, the the next film I'll mention is Fighting with My Family. This is a, a movie made by Stephen Merchant, who uh, worked with Ricky Gervais on The Office and the Ricky Gervais Show and extras, uh, and and. Uh, Stephen Merchant actually starred and, and created a, an HBO show called Hello Ladies, which was a pretty cringeworthy show, but uh, I still loved it. And uh, but he but he made his uh, directorial debut with Fighting with My Family, which is a true story based on a a family in Britain that uh, is a wrestling family. They've got a a wrestling business. Uh, all they know is wrestling, and these two younger kids in the family. Are, uh, are trying to make it in the WWE. And uh, Fighting With My Family, definitely one that I would recommend. It was in my top 20 films of 2019. The next uh, film I'll mention is The Lost City of Z. This is a uh, James Gray film, another one starring Robert Pattinson. I mentioned Good Time, and uh, Robert Pattinson has been one of my favorite actors of late, and uh, he was in this film as a supporting character a film called The Lost City of Z. It's about it explorers in the early 1900s going to the Amazon and trying to actually, um, you know, mark areas of the map that had yet to be discovered. And uh, it's a, it's an adventure film. It's kind of an adventure epic, but uh, it's definitely one of those films that you get absorbed into the uh, into the world. And uh, The Lost City of Z on Amazon definitely, I definitely recommend. It's a it's an excellent film. And the final, the final recommendation is uh, is another movie on Amazon, and that is called The Farewell. And The Farewell, uh, another one in my top ten for 2019. It stars Aquafina, and uh, she actually, I believe, won the Golden Globe for for Best Actress for her performance in this film. She plays a, a younger woman who, uh, you know, lives in America now. Her parents moved her to the states when she was young, uh, but a lot of her family still lives in China, and she finds out that her grandmother is uh, is sick and, um, you know, may not have much time to live. And, and the movie tackles the question of, you know, the difference in cultures and how we deal with someone with an illness. In America, we're, we're very upfront and, and willing to talk to that person and say, you know, this is what you have. Um, you have this illness, you have this much time to live, you know, and so on. Whereas in Eastern culture, in, in China specifically, they don't do that. They actually will, um, you know, Americans would probably just say lie to the person, but in reality, they just withhold the information and basically, you know, take on the emotional burden of that person's illness on their own shoulders. The family takes that for them so that they can enjoy whatever time they have left. Uh, so, so it's a really, really fascinating look at uh, differences in culture, and uh, it's an examination of that, and it makes a compelling case for both sides of the argument. Uh, so The Farewell, starring Aquafina on Amazon, another movie that I, uh, I highly recommend and uh, I hope you would enjoy. So, you know, that'll do it for, um, for this, uh, for, for this message. I, uh, I'll probably release this as its own episode. I'll also be re-airing, uh, um, some, uh, some content that I did a couple of years ago with, uh, my original co-host, Anthony Brown. We did the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Uh, so, uh, I will be posting part one of, uh, of that series as well. And, uh, 
We, we watched, I believe, games four and five for part one, so we'll be talking about those games. And then uh, next week I'll be posting part two, which is game six and seven of that series. But I thought it would be timely to, to revisit that. It's been a while, and, and maybe some of you that are, are, are more new listeners to the pod maybe never got around to listening to that. So I'll be, uh, I'll be posting that one as well. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy. And I'm actually working on uh, some other content uh, some some classic series content uh, with a, a regular on the program that I'll be uh, bringing to you hopefully here in the next couple of weeks. And again, I'll be uh, I'll be trying to, uh, to to bring some more guests on the show to to talk about uh, various uh, various things and more off season topics. As uh, again, we don't know how long it's going to be till uh, the NBA picks back up, and if it does for uh, for this season, that is still up in the air. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully some of these recommendations uh, will, uh, will help you out, will entertain you, will uh, you know, keep your mind off of uh, all of the, the things that are going on in, in the real world. And uh, you know, also, I, uh, you know, I mentioned this in last week's my live episode when I was going to do a, a League Pass radio and the game got canceled at the last second. Uh, you know, do your best to, to help out if you can. Stay at home. Uh, you know, commit to social distancing, which is keeping away from other people, maintaining six feet uh, at least if you are uh, in the same room as someone. And, uh, you know, wash your hands and uh, wash them thoroughly and consistently throughout the day. Uh, you know, respiratory hygiene, if you're coughing and sneezing, cough into, uh, from what I've heard, it's obviously not good to cough in your hands because then you'd need to wash your hands again. Uh, cough into your, you know, kind of your near your elbow area. Um, and obviously, you don't want to just be coughing towards people either. That's where those, uh, you know, those liquid particles can and those germs can can contact other people and potentially spread the virus if you have it. Again, if you're not experiencing symptoms, that doesn't mean you aren't, uh, you don't have it, and you, and that you couldn't spread it to other people. So uh, be mindful of that. Um, and I understand for a lot of you, uh, you, you still have to go to work, um, and and obviously going to the grocery store, getting food at times is going to be a, a necessary requirement for you to interact with people. But again, do your best to to uh, keep your distance and to wash your hands so you're, you're not spreading germs when you're, you're touching objects and all of the like. But uh, yeah, I figured I'd uh, mention that again. And uh, again, I appreciate you listening. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be back to normal sooner rather than later, but I think it will be some time. And I'll be trying to, to bring you some entertaining content to, to keep your mind off of things. But until then... Thanks so much, and have a great rest of your day.